the open of yesterday's NWA Power Show, Billy Corgan announced that the NWA would hold their first ever all-women's pay-per-view. He also announced that the show would be titled NWA in Power and that it would be produced by famous women's wrestler Mickey James. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about the all-women's pay-per-view concept. What does the NWA need to do differently than WWE did with Evolution? What does Mickey James bring to the table? We also have headlines from the last 24 hours. John Smith is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for June 9th, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news. Find you the truth. Here is the headlines, and all this came about in the cold open of last night's NWA Power. NWA announced that they'll run St. Louis from 828 to 831 with fans on August 28th. They're having this NWA in power show. It'll be produced by Mickey James. It's an all women's show. The next night they're having another pay-per-view called NWA 73. It'll be their anniversary show. The following two days will be NWA power tapings. They're doing the 73 show from the Chase Ballroom, which is where former NWA president Sam Mushnick ran from 1959 to 1983. So a lot of news comes out right in the very beginning of NWA Power. Even though they had a pay-per-view last weekend, (laughs) they announced all this in the first two minutes of the show. But the big news here is this all-women's pay-per-view. John, what do you think of a, a company right now at this current climate Jumping in with both feet and saying, let's do an all-women's pay-per-view. I don't have any problem with it at all. I, I would have liked to, to have heard this from WWE also, but for NWA to be doing that, I know WWE did the Evolution pay-per-view a couple of years ago, but to hear it from NWA to have a lower-level company doing this, then you got way more women involved, you get more exposure. Because typically you only have one or two women's matches on any show that you go to. So you were going to get six, seven, eight matches. You got at least 25 girls probably that are going to get some nice exposure. It's really interesting because you get one or two women's matches on a pay-per-view style show. On a power, some weeks there's none. But on a pay-per-view like this one that they had last weekend, they had two matches. One was a tag match and one was a singles title match. So they had a total of six women that were involved this past weekend. You're right. You're going to have a whole bunch more. So first things first, they're going to be sourcing talent from the independents. Mickey said that she's looking for the best of the best that are out there and that she doesn't care if they're under contract someplace. They'll try to work it out. She's trying to get good talent for this show. Props to them for doing this. I do want to talk about Evolution and what they did in 2018, they being WWE, and put that out there as this is the type of event that WWE put on. And we can say what kind of worked and what didn't work. So in Evolution, they had all four championships. The NXT, NXT UK, Raw, and SmackDown championships were on the line. They had the May Young Classic Tournament Finals. They had a 20-women battle royal. They brought back Nikki Bella, Trish, Lita, and Mickey. Referees were Aubrey Edwards, Jessica Carr. So they had a whole bunch of stuff. NWA doesn't have all that kind of stuff. So... John, and you're thinking here, what are they going to throw at this to make it interesting? I could definitely see them doing some sort of battle royal or an eight-woman tournament for a shot at 
at the title at a future date, that would be an interesting way to get people invested in it. If you just have random one-on-one matches, like even men, women, tag teams, who cares if it's just two random people going at it? It means more when there's a tournament or there's a something on the line. So that'd be good. We're going to get the championship match, I'm sure. Maybe they can make that a, a fatal four-way or something to give three other women a spotlight in the main event as well. Who knows? Yeah. It, the other thing about Evolution is a touchy subject because it was the same weekend as Crown Jewel. So a lot of people felt like Evolution was almost an apology for Crown Jewel taking place. Having said that, even... Dave Meltzer said that the Evolution show had the hottest pay-per-view crowd of any other WWE main roster show the whole year, he thought. But when you look at the overall, the search numbers were way lower than other main roster shows, so interest was down. I think the NWA, they're in a tough spot because they're behind a paywall. They don't have the exposure of WWE, but maybe they have a a fan base that's going to jump in here and get anything they put out and... They've got to bring people in, like right along here, so that, that we can get used to their names and get excited about a show that has all these women on it. Yeah, it makes them different. It makes people want to watch it. If it was free all the time and then they were putting on a pay per view, it might be different. But since you, you have to pay to watch every single show of theirs, doing something different like this could be good for business, get, get different eyes on the product. Now, the, the fun thing about this is when we did the 100th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we were talking about our hopes for their wrestling over the next six to eight months, John DeConi actually brought up that he would like to see an all-women's show. He was coming off of the thought that Mick Foley had put out on Twitter at that time that he would like to see an all-women's show. So this is step one. We get the all-women's pay-per-view first. See, I've seen the subject of, of it brought up. I've brought it up in, in years past. It's just people obviously think that the women are good enough to have their own show now, but then they also talk out of the other side of their mouth and make excuses for why the show would fail because misogynists wouldn't want to watch it. It would only be a small audience and stuff. But it's if the product's good, then people will watch it. And I think we're at a point in women's wrestling, especially in the WWE, I know this is NWA pay-per-view we're talking about, but I think in the WWE, a weekly one hour, like 205 Live is one hour. Just one hour to get more exposure for the women instead of having them all have to get crammed into one segment backstage or they're all in some sort of battle royal if they're not involved with Charlotte Flair or a title. The other point on that is whenever you see the mid-card women's match on SmackDown or on Raw, it's a two-minute match. So if you give them the hour-long show, and the hour-long show has three matches, each of them are going to be at least 15 minutes, and it exposes, like you said, more talent. So NWA, maybe you can start here and then pivot into Power for Women or something, or Women Empowerment is the show. I don't know. Mickey James, like I mentioned, she was on the show last night. She's quoted as saying, we have a chance to show that not only does women's wrestling make money, but it deserves that prime real estate on the marquee. She's here to show us why women's wrestling matters. It's not just a hashtag. It's not just a money grab. This is real. If you build it, they will come. So I think to your point, John, let's build it and see if they come. 
Yeah, and I think the, the Glow might take offense to that, but I don't think they've been working in the past year since the pandemic. So, right. They, I guess they missed the boat. They got they had their chance to come back and make a headline like this, but NWA beat them to the punch, maybe. All women's pay per view. That was the big story today, and I think we have something to look forward to. I can't wait till they start announcing names. Ring of Honor is doing that now. They have a women's tournament this uh, this summer, and they're bringing in all these names from the independents. Well, NWA is going to be bringing in names from the independents too, and it'll be fun to see who they bring in. They have a, a strong affiliation with Thunder Rosa, who has her own women's promotion. Stay tuned. I think it's going to be very newsworthy NWA powers from here until August 28th. All right, that being said, we have a whole bunch more headlines to get into in the second part of our show. So stick with us for a few minutes. I will be right back after this commercial. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports, the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. We're in the headlines portion of the show. Uh, a couple comments came in while we were doing the commercial. John DeCani comes in excellent move by nwa hopefully it lights a fire in titan towers the nwa power theme song is into the fire so i think that's exactly what they're hoping to do is to light a fire that starts a women's revolution in all of wrestling the interesting thing about nwa is if you look at them before the pandemic started they had on their roster ricky starks eddie kingston la knight and the list goes on of people that are now front and center on all these other shows so when you give somebody a platform if they're good they're going to get noticed and they're going to get picked up by some of the other shows that we watch and it's just a shame that they don't have a tv contract that you have to pay to watch every episode because that's mostly the reason i haven't seen any nwa this is the first time they've made the head story on the daily wrestling news show and primarily because of that reason but we move on we got other headlines to get into a whole bunch of stuff is going on in wrestling so let's start with a story that's near and dear to you, John, up there where you live, Madison Square Garden, it's open at full capacity on June 20th for a Foo Fighters concert. So the world is open. 
Yes, SummerSlam's already over in Vegas, but hopefully that means maybe Survivor Series will be here or uh, something. I, I need to go see a wrestling show. It's been too long. Yes, Madison Square Garden is basically home turf for WWE, so I'm sure they're going to be chomping at the bit to get a show announced. They've had to cancel two during the pandemic that were supposed to be there. They had a one in March of 2020 scheduled, and then they always run Madison Square Garden the day after Christmas, so... Those two shows had to get canceled last year, and I'm sure, like I said, they're going to be chomping at the bit to get something scheduled. You know, I did not know that about the the day after Christmas thing. Yeah, it's a house show, the day after Christmas. In fact, I want to say it was two years ago, 2019, might have been 2018, I went and they had NXT talent on the show and they had John Cena on the show. Cena was in between things and he did four house shows, that was one of them. And they brought NXT talent in to maybe get a look at them, see how they did in front of crowds. That post-Christmas show is a good one. Now, other headline that broke yesterday, Leo Rush, who has been in the news a bunch lately with his big double-or-nothing appearance, he actually announced his retirement from pro wrestling. He got hurt in the Casino Battle Royal, and it was an arm injury with all the things he realized he couldn't do with that arm injury besides not wrestle. He also couldn't pick up his newborn son and things like that. So he said the timing of the injury forced him to stop and reevaluate. And ultimately it resulted in him making the decision to retire from professional wrestling. He did say that he does need to fulfill some contractual obligations for new Japan. So he has a couple of appearances there when he gets healthy, but otherwise he is going to retire. Tony Khan wished him well because Leo was actually going to be a dual-contracted person. He was going to sign with AEW, and he had the New Japan contract. That is rough news, given the fact that he just barely made all that big splash at Double or Nothing. I find this very curious. He must have some sort of skill or degree that he could fall back on, because you don't typically see a guy this young get injured like that and retire. So it's kind of curious. But maybe we see him back in the ring five years from now. I wouldn't see Johnny's like 25-year-old piece of gold, isn't he? Isn't that right. what he, he says? Yeah, he's a young guy. He does have a lot of music interests. And he has albums that he's put out and stuff like that. Maybe that's where he's going to pivot. He lives out in Los Angeles. He moved from the D.C. area out there. And I think that's because of Hollywood-type opportunities. So I'm guessing that's what he's planning to pivot into. Okay. All right, John, your favorite subject of the week, the NXT news. We have a couple of more developments for In Your House this weekend, including the big news of the million-dollar championship being on the line. Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight. We've got a special ladder. They will climb, and at the top, there will be the million-dollar belt. So ladder match for the million-dollar championship. Who's taking it home? I'm going with LA Knight on this one. It's, it makes Almost too much sense for Cameron Grimes to win it because he's been chasing after DiBiase for months. I think we all enjoy the chase, so I think LA Knight climbs that diamond-studded golden ladder up to the the million-dollar title. That title is so pretty, man. It doesn't need any leather. It's just a bunch of diamonds and gold. It's such an iconic symbol of wrestling, even through the golden age when you had, right after that Andre Hogan main event at three, the Million Dollar Championship came around maybe like a year and a half after that with DiBiase trying to buy the title. And he's, so he's got that. So he has that legacy to that title. It's his championship 
But we saw it come back in 1995. It was held by Steve Austin when he was the ringmaster under DiBiase's management. And then we saw it come back again in 2010 for Ted DiBiase Jr. And now somebody else is getting the rub. And it, I agree with you. It's got to be L.A. Knight. Cameron Grimes almost doesn't need it. But L.A. Knight needs a little something, I think. So L.A. Knight came in. They didn't have a direction for him, but they know he's good. And then Cameron Grimes on another side starts this thing with DVRC, and then it's all going to end up intertwining where L.A. Knight is the, the first million-dollar champion in you know 11 years, and he gets to carry that and have DVRC in tow for a while. And then Grimes can maybe win it all from in the future. But the lineage of the title isn't really what it's about because Virgil had it, DiBiase Jr. Yes. had it. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, Steve Austin and DiBiase had it. But it's not this prestigious thing. It's, it's the person that's holding it, not the belt itself, I think. But It's really not much different than Hacksaw Jim Duggan's 2x4 in that sense. It's a prop for the character. It's not really a championship, so to speak. It's just, it's a prop. It's it's less of a championship than the FTW championship that is occasionally defended. I, I could see them sanctioning it as another title in the NXT, making it the third singles title for men. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would make it similar to the, the diamond ring that MJF has won twice. Maybe it's not something that gets defended all the time, but you win it and it's the thing that you have until the next time it's up for grabs. Anyway, it's so much nostalgia. It's fun. There's times when that belt has been in, in Jake the Snake Roberts' bag. There's times when Virgil won it for a minute. Ted DiBiase Jr., Steve Austin. It's fun to think about. There's a lot of nostalgia there, no matter what generation you've been watching wrestling. So it's fun to have it back. It's fun to have DiBiase back on TV, too. Absolutely. The other development is coming off of the conversation you and I had last week. I'm sure they must have listened to it and heard all our ideas about MSK and Legato Della Fantasma and Bronson Reed and Santos. And they decided to just, yes, let's go ahead with that six-man tag. We'll put it on your near house and we'll put all the belts on the line. So it's going to be MSK and Bronson Reed versus Legato Del Fantasma. Winner take all. Yeah, I think this is a perfect way to take the belt off of Braun if that's what their plan is to do because, you know, you don't want to see a big guy like that just be a transitional champion. So to to have somebody else take the pinfall in his stead, a good way to keep him strong, especially if Vince plans on plucking him onto the, uh, the main roster. Like you said backstage, it could also be a good way for uh, Santos to not get pinned, but one of his men gets pinned, and then he can still chase after the belt in the future. Yeah, it's with all the releases that we've heard about over the last two months, we've had 25 or so main roster talents that we know got cut, and some of that's they're getting cut to bring up NXT talent to make room on the roster, and we've started to hear grumblings about that from all the various news sources. There's no news, but one of the things that everybody's talking about is NXT call-ups. Now, you mentioned whenever we talked about Bronson Reed winning the title, that he felt like a Vince McMahon type of guy. So it could be that Bronson is being targeted as somebody that they're going to call up. And like you mentioned, this is how he loses the belt without really losing. So, And then the other match that we have, not for In Your House, but for next week, is Grizzled Young Veterans versus... Champa and Thatcher in a tornado tag match. So 
That's no tags. Kind of tag match, man. I love tornado tags. I think all tag matches should be tornado style. <laughs> should we not call it just tornado team match? Right? There's no tags. <laughs> right? I guess. It, yeah. I guess if the, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like it too. I like it too. Between this style and the lucha style, where it's one in, one out, but there's no tags. They just when one guy gets out, the other guy can get in. Either of those two styles I like a lot. I think this will be a great match. John, any other major news come out of NXT last night that you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. No, I think we, we pretty much covered everything important. It was a go-home show. Adam Cole cut a nice promo on the big screen, calling them all idiots for thinking that he'd come out and with, with the four of them out in the ring. And then after they all beat each other up, Adam Cole comes out and kicks Karrion Cross's head off and gives him the, the knee, the back of the head. But Adam Cole came out looking strong. At the end of the episode, which typically means that Adam Cole is definitely not going to be winning this match <laughs> at the pay-per-view. And in the same conversation we just had about Bronson Reed, I think we had that same conversation about Karen Cross last week, where if he is targeted for a call-up, this is how you get that belt off without beating him. Yeah, I just, I don't think that you, they doubled down on carrying Cross when they gave him the belt back after he got injured. It was like, they believed in him that much that they didn't care that he hurt himself. They they gave him the win over Balor, and then what, you're going to do all that just to have him lose the belt and get called up? I think they've invested too much in him on this show to let him go that quickly. I know Vince McMahon, it's his company. He's the one signing the checks, but I think, this is a hill that uh, Triple H would stand on to to stop Vince from taking him just yet. Counterpoint your own self. If you had to pick one other guy to win that match and take that title off him, who would it be? If he had to lose it, I would say have Kyle O'Reilly pin Adam Cole. If, if they're gonna have, if they're gonna swerve us like that, just give us the guy that we really don't expect to win the match. You know. Uh, a lot of people say Pete Dunne would end up winning it. I don't think Gargano's going to win it, but you know what? Austin Theory could come out and help him win it if they were taking Cross up to the main roster, but I don't see it happening. I, I like Cross to pull Roman Reigns and stack four bodies on top of <laughs> And then he'll have nobody to wrestle in the future. So. <laughs> and then he will have to go to the main roster because there will be nobody, no other contenders. Yeah. The Dynamite is again this Friday. It's not on tonight. So Dynamite, tune in on Friday for that. It'll be after SmackDown again. They did announce that they're adding Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch on that match or on that show. So it could be a situation where they're continuing a build towards Nyla and Rick Baker would be my guess. Yeah, it seems to be the case. But why do they keep giving the same people shots at the women's title? I feel like they got to start opening it up to to new people. Is it just because Nyla's a a former champ, so they want to make – Britt looks strong right away, maybe, but I, I could see that being the case, but still, land of opportunity, and then it's still the same people getting the... Maybe Layla Hirsch beats Nyla Rose. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's definitely a possibility, but I don't think that it's leading up to that because of the way that Nyla treated those cheeseburgers last week. Yeah, it does, it does feel an awful lot like uh, Nyla stole Britt Baker's burgers, and now <laughs> we need to go to a match. <laughs> But perhaps Britt Baker interferes on Layla Hirsch's behalf. Yeah. Cross arm breaker for the submission victory over Nyla Rose. Go get her, Layla. All right. So for the Ring of Honor Best in the World pay per view on July 11th, we. 
previously announced Jay Lethal versus Brody King is on that card. We also now have Josh Woods versus Silas Young in the last man standing there. So the next July 11th, that'll be Ring of Honor's first show back with fans. And then following that, another headline, WWE abandoned their trademark pursuit for the collective and GCW fans everywhere had a sigh of relief. So <laughs> we're so annoyed that they even tried to trademark that. Well, they abandoned that pursuit. There you go. As if they couldn't just name their event something else. <laughs> we need that. It could have been that Hit Row was supposed to be the collective. That might have been what they were trying to go for. <laughs> I think we all would have been fine with that because that would have been a cool name for them. Sure. Gangrel, the vampire from the brood <laughs> that we all know and love from the ages gone by. He actually still had the active wrestler on the independent scene and whatnot. He also had his own wrestling academy in Florida. Gangrel's Wrestling Academy. He announced on social media that he's no longer a part of that. Gangrel's Wrestling Academy will continue on, but Gangrel himself will not be a part of it. I don't know what the story is there. I was just getting ready to go see a show there. It's uh, weird that I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to go ahead and change their name in the next six months to a year, however long it takes to make you know change your corporate what have you. But uh, yeah, that's weird to have Gangrel's wrestling school with no Gangrel. He didn't explain the situation, so I don't know what occurred there, but something happened, and he is no longer affiliated with it. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll get to learn more. And he said he's not done, and neither are the students he trained. So apparently maybe he'll open up another school or another program. We'll see. Dark Side of the Ring this week. That's tomorrow. We'll talk about it again tomorrow, but Dynamite Kid is the subject of the Dark Side of the Ring tomorrow. So that will be the final episode for a little while. They have a mid-season break. So this is the mid-season finale. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see this one because unfortunately I was not watching Dynamite Kid live back in the right. day. I, I've seen old tapes of his and with the network and whatnot, but yeah, I was not watching the British Bulldogs live. I was not watching at that time. I just wasn't paying attention to the I was a Hulk Hogan kind of kid. Like anything that wasn't Hulk Hogan, it was just jobbers on jobbers when you're six years old, you know? <laughs> so you don't acknowledge Matilda the Bulldog as the greatest manager of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes to Sweet Sweet Sapphire. All right, John, that is our show. That's all the headlines I have for today. Do you have any words of advice for the people? I do, actually. It has to do with the desk that I got delivered yesterday. The desk drama continues. Oh, oh my God. So, yeah, the desk drama continues. So I got a package with all the – there was 19 of these plastic things all connected. It was like four feet long. So then there's three of them left with all the little tools inside of them. I, there are three different types, like a screw, a this, and a that. So I take them out. I'm like, oh, there's three screws here. This needs three screws. Little did I know, letter J in the middle, because there's like it goes up to letter U. Letter J had three screws in it that I didn't see. And I busted through the top of the desk with a screw that was like a quarter of an inch too long. So now the whole top of the desk, and this is a wood desk. I spent three times as much as I did on the old desk that broke. So <laughs> I busted through the top of my desk. Just because I've tried to be a, a hero at the end. So the rule of advice, keep the things in the packages. Don't take them out thinking that you got everything figured out. All right? I've built a million things in my life. Entertainment centers, desks, tables. This is the first time I've ever pre-opened the package of 
stuff before I needed it, and I ended up screwing myself over. <laughs> oh, there's a TLC reference I can't think of at the moment. <laughs> Tables, ladders, chairs. You built well, it all, but... Luckily, I was able to get in contact with the company and told them that it arrived damaged, so they're sending me a new top of the table for at no at no charge so as long as they're not watching the podcast right now i i think i successfully got myself a free tabletop maybe that should be your words of advice <laughs> all right for john i am ryan and we will see you tomorrow <laughs>